You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our latest look at the Detroit Tigers. And I'm joined, as I am each and every week, by Jason Beck from Lakeland, Florida. Beck, how's it going out there in Florida? How's, uh, how's the spring treated you? It's been a long one. It's been a long one, but at the same time, it seems like it's flown by pretty fast. I mean, you kind of know the, the Groundhog Day effect of doing the same schedule every day, not really traveling a whole ton except for driving trips every now and then. It's, uh, you know, it's gone by. It's been an interesting one, but at the same time, there haven't been a whole lot of spots up for grabs. Right. Well, I think one thing that illustrates the sheer length of the spring training camp is Anibal Sanchez, because at one time, you know, he, he seemed like maybe one of their biggest concerns in camp. And now, uh, you know, these last couple of weeks, he's one of their biggest, uh, you know, sources of intrigue and, and excitement, just the, the way he's been, you know, the way he's improved on the mound. So we, we talked a little bit about, you know, what's gone into that, you know, mechanically or just the thought process. But uh, how do you sum up Anibal Sanchez uh, kind of yin and yang spring here? Uh, I'd say it's gone from blind hope to despair to cautious optimism. Um, yeah. I think that kind of covers it. Uh <laughs> You know, the funny thing is, not like there's been a drastic difference in the way he pitches. You know, the velocity didn't suddenly take a big jump. He's he's thrown the fastball like 89 to 91. You know, he did peak out at 93 on Monday. But by and large, he's been in the same range with his pitches the whole spring. I think that the one significant difference was – that once he got over the disappointment that all the work he put in in the offseason didn't add a whole lot on that fastball, you kind of saw him come around to the idea that it's time to start learning how to do more with less. And I don't think the Tigers have have doubted that he could do that, but I think a lot of it had to deal with him mentally being willing to do that. In other words, like – when spring training started, you had the fastball, like I said, but you saw a lot of off-speed stuff that was just a couple ticks off of that, a lot of stuff that was around the same at like 85, 86 miles an hour. I think what you've seen the last couple starts was that stuff going down, which is actually a good thing because it creates more of a difference on his pitches. He gets a little bit more movement, and you see a lot more hitters fold right now, and that – You're seeing a lot more tentative approaches, a lot more called strikes. And I think what's really big for him is that you're starting to see more swinging strikes. Uh, He's got, you know, eight scoreless innings on two hits, but he's got ten strikeouts in that same span, which to me is really surprising. Now we'll see if he can keep it up. And it's one thing to do that in spring training. It's another thing to carry that on the full season. But at the very least now, he's created enough enough intrigue about this that – you can see him making the squad easily and at least earning some patience to for the Tigers to at least keep him on the bullpen spot, if not maybe even put him in that fifth spot in rotation. Um, Beck, what's the latest on uh, J.D. Martinez? We know he had that mid-foot sprain. How serious is that situation? Yeah, that's kind of also been kind of a, a back and forth. Right. Um, you know, Brad Osmus originally wasn't willing to say anything about it because he didn't want to mislead anybody. He, he wanted to get something definitive from uh, a specialist before he said anything. And then we come to find out that 
the specialist wants to do a further exam that's going to take a few more days. And so at that point, Brad, without saying a specific diagnosis, said that at least from what uh, he gathers, he's not all that worried about it. He doesn't believe it's serious and that this is just kind of being thorough to kind of make sure they're not missing anything. It's a weird way to go about being extra cautious to kind of wait four or five extra days to, to do an extra test, but it's not out of character with what the Tigers have done in recent years. I think they've, they've gone on the side of being thorough with major injuries and having guys get stuff double-checked and getting second opinions from extra specialists to make sure that what they've originally diagnosed isn't completely off. And, and I don't know if that comes from what happened with Iglesias a few years ago where you know it looked like shin splints and then it came out to be stress fractures and we have this in the whole season. But I think that was one of those situations that kind of lent itself to erring on the side of caution. Beck, I don't know if you could hear those, uh, the siren here. Uh, I'm over at D-Beck's camp as we record this, and I just wanted the listeners to know those sirens are not uh, meant to illustrate the fan reaction to J.D. Martinez's injury. It's supposed to be uh, – those, those are just real <laughs> sirens. So You will get um, that from time to time in Lakeland, but that's not Lakeland in this <laughs> Um, Nick Castellanos in the tool hole, has that morphed from uh, possibility to more of a certainty at this point? You know, I wrote about it on Monday, and I, I, I think it's a very strong possibility right now. What interests me is that it almost feels like Brad Osmus is using it as a, as a challenge. It's almost like a, a carrot to dangle out there in, in, in front of Castellanos to get him to commit to becoming the type of hitter that Brad would like him to be. Um, yeah, he kind of laid it out there. He said he hasn't heard his case, but he said it's one thing to do the things you need to do to be that effective two-hitter for six weeks in spring training. It's another thing to commit to it game in, game out for a full season. And when he said that, it reminded me of when Jim Leland was harping on Miguel Cabrera to be more consistent with his at-bats and not give away at-bats. And he talked about – I'll never forget it. You know, Leland talking about how Cabrera could be the best hitter in the game if he would just commit to it. And the way he got him to do it was say, okay, just try it for two weeks. If you don't like it, no big deal. But, you know, I just want you to try it out, see how you feel at the plate. And if we if uh, it yields some good results and you feel comfortable with it, then maybe we're on to something. This kind of feels like that to me, that this has kind of become this vehicle for Brad Osmus to get Nick to do some of the things that maybe they've been wanting to do for a little while and do some of those things that you see hitters at Nick's, at this stage of Nick's career commit to to take that next step as a hitter. Because I think we've all seen a lot of signs of, of Nick maybe being on the verge of a breakout season here but you got to be able to take that in the regular season. And right now, I think that number two spot is kind of becoming that way for for the Tigers to get him to be more consistent with it. Uh, one last thing back, uh, Matt Boyd, is another one. Has that morphed from uh, possibility to, to more of a certainty as far as Matt Boyd uh, claiming the number five spot in the rotation? Well, like about 13 other things in camp, Brad's not committing to it. 
But he did say, when we asked him about that fifth spot, he did say the other day that Boyd has probably pitched the best of any of the candidates. And I think that in itself is a big statement. He's put them in a position where if you're lo- whether you're looking at this team as a team that's going younger or if you look at the squad as a team that's making one more run to win this year, I think Boyd has put himself in a position to be the answer to that fifth rotation spot in either scenario. He's really pitched well. He's committed to doing some things a little differently. He's put some tweaks on. He's reacted to hitters. He looks like a complete package as a pitcher right now, and a guy who can get them some deep, reliable starts on a a pretty consistent basis, which, oddly enough, is something that I I think he offers more consistency than even what Anibal Sanchez can do right now or or Mike Belfry or any of the other veteran options they might have. So I've really been impressed with the way Boyd has gone about camp, and I I think he's kind of taken that next step to becoming not just a talented young pitcher, but a guy who's maturing pretty quickly. All right, there you have it. The latest from Jason Beck. We'll check in with him one more time from spring training camp next week, and then, uh, of course, talk to him each week during the regular season as well. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. It's been MLB.com Extras, Detroit Tigers edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.